Hi guys, Editing Charlie here. Hope you're all well. First of all, sorry about the sound quality. I'm recording this off my phone. Oh, that was a train. Anyway, I'm recording this off my phone because I just want to jump in to explain what this episode is and why this episode is. So today we're actually putting up a bonus episode. Seeing as we had Drake on the past weekend and then Hannah very cruelly has abandoned me on holiday, we haven't actually managed to get an episode edited and recorded. But seeing as it was DraceCon, we thought that we would upload one of the live sessions that we did there. Uh, So today's episode is actually going to be a special bonus episode defending Percy Weasley. So basically discussing is Percy good, is Percy bad, is Percy some weird grey kind of in-between thing. And we actually have a very special guest in the form of Chris Rankin. Chris was absolutely amazing. He came and joined us for two sessions over the weekend um, and has some really interesting takes on the character that he played. Um, So thank you so much to Chris for doing this and we hope that you all enjoy it. And thank you so much to everyone that came out and supported us at DraceCon. It was an absolutely amazing weekend. Just absolutely mind-blowing. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. Hi everyone! Hello! Hi! Can you, can you all hear us okay? Yeah. Yeah, yeah good, good. Cool. Good. How is everyone today? Hey. You're good? Are you enjoying the day? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, welcome. So for anyone, probably everyone that doesn't everyone, know. Every, nobody knows us. Um, so we are Goblet of Wine podcast. My name is Charlie. I'm Hannah. And we run a podcast where we get a bit drunk and we reread Harry Potter because it was our obviously favorite book growing up. And now we look back at it as cynical, alcoholic adults. Yes, it's a good time. It's a good time. But yeah, so what we're going to do now, we're going to have a bit of a discussion around Percy Weasley, because I think we can all agree that he's a really interesting character that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, and we may potentially have a special guest later, hopefully. I'm sure you can guess who the special guest is. It hasn't been officially announced, just in case he can't make it. Because of scheduling. But, but he did tell us to keep a Pinot Grigio cold for him. Yes, which, which we haven't done. We haven't done. <laughs> actually, um, actually, he officially... T- he t- tweeted us and was like could you keep a pinot grigi tot cold because he missed he 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 did a big typo in the tweet yeah it was funny at the time it was it wasn't Uh, funny when i retold it i (laughs) realized nice one off to a good start i know um so this is super casual super informal as you might be able to tell you can shout things out you can join in we want audience participation if you have questions if you have opinions please do feel free we'll also open it up to opinions at the end and like any questions at the end um this is an 18 plus thing you are more than welcome for under 18s if your parents are okay with it we will swear basically yeah there's nothing super inappropriate just the swearing yeah and the drinking so if you're offended by swearing leave. then leave maybe leave <laughs> um, but aside from that hopefully it should be a good time yeah, and fun times yeah so let's just jump into talking about Percy Weasley so I want to open on a question Hannah please open on Can't Kind of a question, I guess. More of a questiony statement. So picture this. Okay. You're 19. I am. I'm not. She's I'm so not. much older than that. <laughs> picture being 19. It was a horrible time. Yeah. And your headmaster okay. and your brother's teenage best friend Sorry. start to tell you that Hitler's alive again. And then the government's like, no, obviously Hitler's very much dead. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I see it. Who do you believe? (laughs) Well, I have many points about this. (laughs) On one hand, 
Obviously, we're talking about Percy here with Voldemort. Um, on one hand, I really feel like you should... Percy should have believed Harry. Because Harry was introduced to Percy as part of the family. He wasn't just, you know, oh, he's that kid who's a few years younger than me in school. Because that's why a lot of other people didn't believe Harry. They thought he was a show-off. They didn't really know him. They only knew him because he was famous. But Percy knew Harry like a brother. Like, he was in the family. Yeah, like he did spend every summer there. Yeah. And yeah, even though Percy knew Harry personally, knew he wasn't a liar, he still didn't <laughs> he still didn't choose to believe him. Yeah. But at the same time, like Harry has has been through a lot. I don't know if anyone's read the books, quite a lot of traumatizing stuff happens. Yeah, so there was this narrative from the media like Harry and everyone was being bombarded with this whole like, oh, Harry and Dumbledore like they're crazy and you know, it's what they're saying, they're making it up, they're delusional, they're attention seeking, that kind of thing. So Percy was brainwashed by that like a lot of other people were and obviously like it's kind of a bit shitty because Harry was like part of the family he wasn't just like his brother's best mate like yeah. he was there like every summer he was so close to them so he really should have believed him but at the same time you can go like they weren't close like you could definitely see how Harry how Percy would be like this bitch is crazy yeah yeah Harry seems crazy to a lot of people but then yeah the point you raise is Harry isn't just oh yeah he's my best friend brother whatever Harry is basically part of the Weasley family like he gets brought in to the family and everyone treats him as a brother and therefore you would think believe him like a brother like the rest of the Weasleys do implicitly but Percy's the only one who doesn't even though he grew up with Harry and saw all the stuff that Ron and even Ginny in the second book went through with Harry and then chooses not to believe him and that's the like that's obviously the the big turn for Percy I think before that in the books he's just kind of annoying and pompous and you're like oh okay, he's a big nerd, like, and he's a bit annoying, whatever. It's that moment where he chooses not to believe Harry. And because you and the reader have only seen Harry's perspective, you think it's the worst thing in the world. But it yeah. turns out even people like Seamus Finnegan don't believe Harry. And yeah. a lot of other people don't believe Harry. So, yeah. yeah. I do have a theory about this, though, because I think that it wasn't so much Harry that Percy didn't trust. I think it was Dumbledore. I made notes on this. So, in Percy's fifth year... His brother was injured by a giant chess set. First, first year, not fifth year. No. Get your books right. No, in Percy's. Oh, Percy's, sorry. Day. Sorry. No, I'm in sorry. Percy's fifth year, yeah, his brother was injured by this giant chess set and obviously there was a whole like Voldemort stuff going on. So you can be how, see how Percy would be like, yeah, this dude, really? Like he put this dog and this ch chess set and my brother's been attacked. Like, okay, that, that seems like a bit of irresponsible headmastering, which to be fair, I think we can all admit that Dumbledore is an awful headmaster. Yeah, we have this whole theory about Dumbledore. We yes. think that more students enter Hogwarts than is said. And the reason why the year groups are so small is because Dumbledore just allows like 20% to be killed off in random accidents. So like, yeah, the spiders in the forest is a question I always have. They like to eat humans, but what are they eating day to day? Yeah, I we think we lose about 10% of spiders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 10% sacrifices that Hagrid are making to the spiders. 5% staircases. Staircases. Maybe one 
1% Quidditch. Yeah, 1% in Quidditch. Like, you just, it's that kind of thing where you're like, we let 100 students in and we expect 80 to graduate. Like, it's it's a rough number, yeah, but it yeah. works for us. Some are going to go, and that's fine. We just don't really think about it too much. If the parents ask questions, we're like, what? What? What's magic? What? Uh, no, what? Okay. <laughs> are you sure you had a kid? Because you seem a bit <laughs> We don't know where your kid's gone. But yeah, you never had a kid. Yeah. Magic isn't real. But therefore, you can see why Percy doesn't always trust Dumbledore. Yeah. Because he does make some odd choices. Yeah. For instance, in Percy's sixth, sixth yes. year, Ginny is um, obviously, like, kidnapped by Voldemort. Which also does raise a question where you're like, Percy, your sister has literally been kidnapped by Voldemort. Why won't you believe now, a few years later, that he's back? Yeah. Like, it happened to you. That is annoying. Please. Yeah. <laughs> but you do like Voldemort face. You could argue that like Dumbledore definitely should have done like a lot more to like stop the whole Chamber of Secrets thing. Like there are giant plot holes in that where it's like, how did Hermione work it out? Not Dumbledore. And like the fucking um like Slytherin like logo rep thing is like a fucking basilisk and it's like that's not hard. That's not that hard. There's so many clues. If Hermione did it, Dumbledore should have. And then also in the same year. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry if they're like the 12, they're 12 in that film and they can work it out. Why, Why weren't Auras brought into the school? Jamie raises a lot more questions than it answers as yeah. a book. It's just irresponsible headmastering. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then also in the sixth year, obviously Ron is attacked by Gilderoy Lockhart, that's a teacher that Dumbledore hired. And then in his seventh year, his brother is again attacked by another teacher Dumbledore hired, aka Lupin. So so you can get why Percy is like, you know what, Dumbledore, maybe not the best, most trustworthy, competent guy, you know, raises a few questions. So I have a theory that it's not that Percy didn't trust Harry, it's that he thought that Dumbledore was kind of in Harry's head trying to like stir up shit, like, yeah. you know, had an agenda. So I think Percy didn't trust Dumbledore and then kind of by, uh, what's the phrase, by... Like, I don't know, like connection. Yeah, by by association, didn't trust Harry. Yeah. 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 But there's lots of other things about... So should we talk about some good things about Percy? Uh, uh, yes. The actor that plays him. Uh, where is um, he? We don't know. Um, no, there are lots of other good things about Percy. Like, we're, we're going to talk... I'm trying to, like, think of points that I can say before Chris gets here because there's a load that I know relates to the, like, the, the points he's got, which I don't want to repeat myself. But Percy, at the end of the day, is, like, extremely hardworking. Yeah. And I always think... People always call him the intelligent one. Like, he's the super clever one. He's clever in some ways. Like, academically, in tests, in school, he's very clever. But he's not that clever in a lot of other ways. If you read into the books, like, a lot of what he does is parrot other people's views. He can't really form his own opinions. And I think the best example of this is Hermione is intelligent in a few different ways. For example, she's able to see past everything else that's going on in the Wizarding Worlds and see that house elves are, you know, a someone that needs help. Whereas Percy is just like, no, no, I've always been told that house elves are fine, yeah. so they're fine. And he doesn't have the intelligence to question stuff. He doesn't have he, that, like, in, like initiative and, like, uh, like three thing, thinking kind of 
element to him. No, he's he just, doesn't. He doesn't free think. He yeah. always is just black and white. Yeah, Percy is a very black, like a black and white thinker. He yeah. always thinks something is either right or wrong. And that's yeah. the thing about his character, which I also question. Like, I feel like his only way of seeing something is right or good is the way he does it. So if he wants Ron to do well, like when he's proud of Ron in some instances, it's instances where Ron has done something Percy would do. And he can't appreciate like the twins that are clever and funny in their own way, or that some people like Charlie likes sport and that's good and like creatures. And you know, that's different to what Percy likes. Percy likes, Percy thinks people are good when they're the same as him. Cause yeah. it's what he thinks is good. Yeah, but like you raised a point when we were discussing this before about how you think that Percy's very different from the rest of the Weasleys. Yes, I do, yeah. So I think he's quite isolated from the other Weasleys. I think even though each individual Weasley very much has their own character traits, at their core, they're all very similar. Like their sense of humor, the way they act, at their core, they're all very similar. Percy is the one that really sticks out. He doesn't ever join in with the jokes. He can't just have a laugh with them. And I think part of this reflects badly on some of the Weasleys that they don't reach out to him and try to get him to join in more with his own different ways. Like they don't, there's an instance in the books where his own dad like laughs at a joke that Fred George has made at Percy's expense. And that's a pretty painful way to start being alienated from your family. If your yeah. own dad is laughing at jokes your brother has made about you. So you can see how Percy ends up. It wasn't just him stepping away from the family. And like, Hello. Hi. You're all like, thank God it's someone's joining them. <laughs> we didn't organize you a drink again. We're sorry. We've tried. Yeah, we, Hello. we did. Did we? Is Sam Did here? we lose Sam? We've lost Sam again. We Sam. are. Yeah. Sam. 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 We did ask Sam to organise a drink, but I don't know where she's gone. I'm she's so down, sorry. I think she's downstairs trying to organise one. Oh, oh fantastic! Amazing. So Sam you're getting it. Yes, Sam and Sam. Sam. I yeah. just said I went. I went to see. Uh, she said, "What drink do you want?" I said, "White wine. What kind of white wine?" Pinot Grigio. She went, "Oh, I don't remember that." <laughs> <laughs> so I said you to the guys. Remember Pinot? I said to the guys behind the bar. I said. When she forgets what white wine she's ordering, it's a Pinot Grigio anyway, and we don't have that. No, what? What wines do they have? We'll find out. Yeah, what wine will you be getting? Let's find out. Hello. Hi. Hi, hi. How are you? We're good, yeah. How's everything been? Yeah. It's good. We're just, again, halfway through talking about Percy. Oh, sorry. So you... Sorry about him. (laughs) So you have a theory about Percy. I, I, I have several theories about Percy. Please yes. tell. Which one do you want? I like All of the them. one about how he is not that clever and just tries hard a lot. Yeah, he... Hang on. Yeah, do what you need to do. I'm, I'm just going to be difficult. Do you see how we got your proper chair this time? Yeah, though? I like yeah. it. Thank you. I feel like you I'm do, in you're Westlife. You're not lying on a speaker this time. <laughs> Can I stand up for the key change? Yes. <laughs> and start doing this. <laughs> Do you ever know? No, not going to. Yes. Do sing. No, no, no. Singing is singing is later. Oh no! 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 That's an alarmingly large glass of wine. (laughs) But what type of wine will it be? (laughs) It is Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. (laughs) New Zealand, in fact. Oh gosh! Didn't know you were a connoisseur. Yes, let's call me a connoisseur. That sounds much better than the truth. Um, you know how we said it was drunken chaos? This is it. Yeah. Welcome. Right. Cheers. Chin chin. Chin chin. Cheers. What are you on? Um, something pink. Very camp. Lovely. Yeah, I love it. Fabulous. Percy. Yeah. That's what we're here for, isn't it? Yes. Hello. Um, yes. I don't think he's that bright. Everyone seems to think. 
He is academically. He's academic, but I don't think he's smart. No. Mm. Like, when I... Like, it's kind of dawned on me at some point when I realised that actually what you find out in the book is that Percy spends all his time in his room studying. Now, if he was really that smart, he wouldn't need to spend all his time in his room Mm. studying. Yeah. I think, actually, what the thing is, is that he's... He's got proper middle child syndrome. Mm. He has, because he's got Bill and Charlie as his older two brothers, both of whom are... Very charismatic. Very charismatic, quite swashbuckling, you know. <laughs> it's one with long hair, like, you know, works with dragons and ghost treasure hunting in Egypt and all that kind of stuff. Both of them were pretty good students, weren't they? But quite yeah, effort- almost head boy. Yeah, and effortlessly good students yeah. as well. And cool. And cool. And just cool. Yeah. They're cool. And I have a feeling probably quite good looking as well, you know? Well, apparently Bill was really hot. That's just what J.K. Rowling basically described him as, just really hot. (laughs) Yeah, we like to talk about how J.K. Rowling has a weird moral compass where all of the evil characters are described as, like, ugly and then all of the good ones are, like, really hot. So Jason Jason Isaacs as Lucius Malfoy is wildly miscast. Wildly miscast. Jason Isaacs is... But that was the film casting where, like, in the books... It's always like how they're described and now in the podcast we started doing a thing where when a new character is introduced and it's like you know whether they're good or bad and it's always a description whether they're like ugly or hot basically we we start to rate them like Harry would so it's like Harry would be like oh like 0 out of 10 would not fuck must be evil or like 10 out of 10 it's serious would definitely yeah, fuck yeah if, if it's the serious high levels of compliments that means it's 10 out of 10 exactly so we rate evilness on a scale of whether Harry would fuck them or not oh yeah that's ideal yeah but then Jason Isaacs thinks he looks like Vanessa Feltz, in the film, so, <laughs> which is quite accurate. Um, anyway, we weren't anyway, talking about that. Um, where were can you we? see? Do you love coming on this? Podcast? I love this. This is like we're my life. We're just like tangents. What? Who? What? Who? This is why, if anyone has queued up to see me this morning, I've taken so long because I get so distracted and off. <laughs> oh, anyway, the weirdest tangents. Yeah. Um, middle child syndrome. Middle child he's syndrome. just a tryhard. Yeah. So he's got Ben and Charlie. Then there's Percy. Then below him, he's got the twins, who are in their own ways. Well they're the, well they're twins for a start. <laughs> then who doesn't love twins? Um <laughs> Uh, <laughs> in what context? Uh, anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, it's my job. <laughs> I'm just going like, to pipe up like, I'm a twin. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, yes. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, anyway. No, no, no. Um, not that big a fan of Lindsay Lohan either, no. So, yeah, the twins. derailed this. The twins are like they're entrepreneurial and they're quick witted and they're funny and they're cool and then there's Ron and he's Ron? he's Harry Potter's best friend so he's kind of sorted and then Ginny's the only girl so I think there's Percy who's kind of stuck in this kind of nowhere land of not really having a thing because um, he's got his two older brothers both of whom have done exactly the same things that he, you know one of them they're both in prefects they're both ginger and have been in Gryffindor already <laughs> what does he he doesn't really have anything yeah I don't think he's that clever I think he's just I think he I think he might be a bit on the spectrum if I'm honest yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) I think he I think he might be because he loves his details he's very very detail very black and white we were just saying yeah yeah everything has to be black and white with him it's either right or wrong and anything outside of what he believes is right is therefore wrong it's difficult for him to open up his mind to the possibility like I was just saying earlier that him and Hermione typically get on really well but as soon as Hermione brings up the point that house elves you know might be bad he's like no 
I don't believe you and they have an argument about it because he can't just sit and have that discussion yeah. with her about what might be right no. or wrong yeah and he's, what, um, have you got I a gin now? I do. It appeared by magic. That's, that's, that's what wow. happens when Ness comes oh. in. <laughs> the silent drink bringer. Um, um, I'm going to look at my notes but and say a but bit But that's kind topic. of how he ends up up shit creek, is that yeah. because, he, because he's got this kind of black and white sense of people who are in charge mm. know what's right. So yeah. who's in charge at school? Teachers. They know what's right. Below them are head boys, head girls and prefects. Yeah. And then after up above the teachers is the ministry. So the ministry must... They're the ones who tell us what to do. They must know what's right. Yeah. Which is yeah. why he ends up where he ends up. Yeah, because constantly throughout his life, he believes the people in the most senior positions of power mm. must, must be, right. be right. Which we're all taught as growing up, you know, yeah. like we be- we're meant to believe that do people... Do as you're told. Yeah, do yeah. as you're told. All these people should be right. Yeah, but I... So I think there's quite like um, like a connection between Percy and Ron and I think that they are yeah. so, so similar because they're both kind of, you know, they have these amazing brothers to like live up to and they both have a real complex about that. They both also have a complex about you know coming from a poor family mm. and that ambition to want to do better and that deep like insecurity and resentment because yeah. of that and I mean Ron's lucky because he he falls into being Harry's best friend and that's how he kind of gets his notability um, although obviously you know later on he then like becomes a prefect which is amazing and then even better his ultimate life achievement marrying Hermione Woo! Um, so he does come into his own but he he's lucky that he falls into that straight away and I think it would be interesting to see like you know an alternate universe where he doesn't become best friends with Harry and whether he is more similar to Percy and I think where Percy marries Hermione now that would be an interesting yeah but and then as well I think when Percy sends that really horrible letter to Ron but it's still there's elements in that where he's like oh you know Ron like he cares for him and he sees a lot of himself in Ron and he just wants Ron to choose the path that he has and I think that's because he relates to him out of more than any of the other brothers I think it's true that they both have the most shame out of the children of their family situation Mm. as well because I find the most abhorrent thing that Percy does is when he says to his father you held us back in life because you're poor Yeah, and he basically blames his father for not getting as good a start as he feels he deserves whereas a lot of the other kids brush it off go and work out how to do their own thing and it doesn't matter to them Percy ends up holding that against his father because that's why I think Percy should have possibly, possibly been Slytherin. Yeah. No, I agree. He's got a lot of Slytherin traits. But we were talking about this yesterday as yes, well. Yes, we were. Yeah. This is what happens when we put a talk on both days. I mean, yeah, Percy does not, in my opinion, if anybody has an uh, alternative opinion oh, yeah, on everyone, this, please on. argue. But I don't think Percy shows any Gryffindor qualities until he comes back through that portrait hole in mm. the seventh book and goes, sorry. Sorry, that was wrong. But sorry, the fucked up. perspective was so different from the rest of his family took real courage to... That's the courage. Yeah, that is the, the courage. The bravest thing you yeah. can ever do is admit that you made a mistake. Yeah, it I wasn't think. coming to the battle. It was standing up in front of his family and saying, I was an idiot. I yeah. was wrong. And we were talking about yesterday. I was a ministry-loving, family-disowning. Wow, you know it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we were talking yesterday about how he never showed those Gryffindor traits in the time he was at Hogwarts whilst he was in Gryffindor House. So no. it kind of led us into a discussion of what is the sorting hat looking for is it looking for who you are when you put that hat on or is it looking for who you will be later because for Percy it has to be who he becomes later because it certainly isn't like what he is when he's at Hogwarts and does it does it start, does it take into consideration the traits you have and the traits you show and what house will benefit you most to make you a better human mm, so yeah. Percy is an asshole 
he is. He Just is. full stop. He is. Percy is an arsehole. Um, and he acts like one for quite a lot of the time. But does the sorting hat see that and go, well, if I put you in Slytherin, you're just going to become even more of an asshole. Mm. So I'll put you in Gryffindor because the Gryffindors will help you to understand... They'll lift you up, yeah. That there's another way to do it. It, it takes courage to be an asshole. <laughs> and or extreme I don't know. stupidity. And yeah. how many um, skills does it teach other people in their tolerance of Percy and the crap that it offers? Not many people are very tolerant of Percy. <laughs> no. Only Penelope, and she's not even that tolerant of him, I don't think. Well, that segues yeah. me into the point we ended up delving into rages yesterday that I wrote down that one of Percy's what? good points is he's a good boyfriend. Is he, though? I think so. He's very nice to Penelope. Just the right social aspect that he should have avoided. <laughs> but I don't, yeah, I, mm, uh, I don't know. You're not sure. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not write her a lot of letters. He writes her well, so many letters. Letters. Do we see Ron writing Lavender any letters? No, Ron is a terrible boyfriend. But Lavender was a psychopath. Well, or did Ron make her out to be a psychopath? No, no, I think she was a psychopath. Oh, you just think she was yeah. a psychopath, yeah. yeah. I do, I do. Um, I don't know, I think Percy... I... <laughs> I have a secret theory that Percy's actually somewhat of a pervert. Oh my god, well. what? <laughs> I mean, well, what was he doing we in the dungeons? Into, yeah, yeah, yeah. We what have talked about... Yeah, yeah it was... Dungeons. So, if you guys Percy don't know, Weasley's... in the second book, there's there's obviously the bit where they run into Percy in the dungeon, but as they are walking into the dungeon, first they run into Penelope, then they run into Percy, and then Draco Malfoy says the line, oh, he's down here a lot. I'm reading that as an adult, you're like... Oh. Excuse me? Oh, hi. <laughs> and then there's whatever Ginny walked in on that made yep. some sort of scene and yeah, we don't know what that is. I don't know what he was doing in that cupboard. I don't know what he was doing well, in that no, cupboard. There have, was something have, in a cupboard. At home, we've got we've got the Cards Against Muggles game, which, yeah. by the way, is the best thing ever. Yeah, um, buy it. And we have a card that now lives on the wall in your like cosplay room, doesn't it? Yeah. We're so middle class, we have a cosplay room in our house. <laughs> <laughs> Just realised that sounded like... Yeah, in, in our, our cosplay in our room, mansion. darling. Yeah. <laughs> In our in our house on a housing estate in South Wales, we have a cosplay room, um, and yeah, there's a card that lives on your wall that we took out. That it's, it's your favourite card that is accidentally apparating into Percy Weasley's S and M dungeon. Yeah, um, it's canon now. And I it think is. it's possibly not that because when we did that, when we f- shot that scene, although it's kind of it's from the book, but it's kind of augmented from the book. There was a big discussion about. Percy's a Gryffindor prefect. What the hell is he doing? Exactly. Like, if he's patrolling a corridor, surely he should be patrolling outside the Gryffindor yeah. common no, room, no, not down, down in the dungeons. Yeah. With Penelope. Kinky. Yeah. She seemed happy throughout the book, so it's fine, isn't it? Wow. He was well, clearly a very attentive lover. I can imagine he'd be quite attentive. Yeah. yeah, no, I can imagine yeah. he'd be attentive. It's the, like, you know, yeah. ambition and the insecurity. It's like that, that episode of Alan Partridge with the... <laughs> who's, who's, who likes Alan Partridge in here, please? Somebody... <laughs> the, the Valentine's Day episode with the chocolate mousse. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, out of context, I'm just do like, you, what are you talking about? Do, do you like that? Shall I, shall I do it a bit harder? Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> shall I move on to the other one now? Anyway, oh, um, yes, question. Did you prefer Penelope Petrified? <laughs> Sorry, when you say did I, are we talking about Percy Percy. or Chris? (laughs) You know, this isn't Percy. I'm legally obliged to tell you that I am a different person to the character I play in the film. This is Uh, Chris. (laughs) Uh, 
Um, um, all, oh, I can say, all I can say about that is that they did let me help audition Penelope's for the film. But I don't remember Which Penelope was like, being in the film. She's in the film. I'm oh, sorry, film. okay. She's in the film. So in the, I mean, it's kind of a blink and you miss it kind of situation, but she's that, like, Percy takes her on a date to the dueling club oh, thing. Oh, um, so there's a, very there's attentive. a very nice blonde Ravenclaw who stood next to Percy in that. And then there's a bit where we were leaving the Great Hall holding hands and we oh. say hello to Sir Nearly Headless Nick. Oh, I remember that. And he bit. goes, hello, Percy, Miss Clearwater. That's oh, Penelope Clearwater. Yeah. Yeah, so you know but, all the details. But they let a socially awkward, spotty 17-year-old ginger kid choose a girlfriend, <laughs> which was honestly the best thing <laughs> that ever happened. <laughs> which, one, which one do you like, Chris? ability. Yeah. <laughs> they just, She's they just, very talented. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Poor Gemma. Oh. She was lovely as well. <laughs> Gemma that but just left it. I was like, she was lovely, but no, we never lovely. saw her again after no, filming. No. <laughs> um, oh. Weirdly, she then went to university with a friend of mine years later. And oh. he was like, I'm at university with a girl who played your girlfriend in the films <laughs> anyway anyway small, so, world. small world one more serious point I want to just to bring this back to you before this just divulges into whatever is sorry there was right a point now. to this yes no no I'm <laughs> making one look I'm segueing into a point I want to talk about rather than like different points in the book Percy is good or bad how even if he is like a bad character or a very great character he's a very needed character for the books you can't just have books full of really evil people and really good people Percy no. is there to kind of show certain people the, the pitfalls and downfalls of constantly like believing in authority and yeah. he's quite at the beginning of the book it's a relatable character to some people I'm sure there's a lot of people who when they were younger could see themselves somewhat in Percy <laughs> totally I mean, I mean, I mean, I have... even now yeah because <laughs> I'm an arsehole oh right I see <laughs> and I just have to obey rules right I have to if there's a sign that says don't do something I'm, I'm you're like, not going to do it <laughs> oh I'm kind of the opposite of that where it's like if it's like don't jump in the water I'm like right well now now I have yeah, no, to say no. yeah the sign now said I it have yeah. to. <laughs> I get really I get really stressed when people still have their phones out in a theatre five minutes before a show starts you're like but it's I'm that person that aren't I you know you've been to the cinema with oh, me oh she'll tap people oh no I, I, I fully she's a tapper. somebody's phone out of their hand <laughs> in the middle of the show I honestly I if one thing no, we went. We were in. Um, we we're in Las Vegas. And we went to see the Blue Man Group, which is one of my favourite things in the world. If you haven't come across the Blue Man Group, look them up on YouTube immediately. It is my alternative. Is that the people who are just painted blue and play the drum? Yes, that's them. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my alternative career love. path. If everything else goes to shit, I'm going to become a blue man and live in Vegas. Have you seen Arrested Development? Yes, yes. I, I am blew survived. myself. Um, but um, yeah, we went to see that in Vegas anyway. And this guy, a, he came in late. B, How dare he sat right in front of me. And see, the first thing he did was this I've just dropped all my stuff on the floor that oh no so literally I just went like that I went (laughs) (laughs) and I will do it again every single time it drives me it drives me up the wall yeah yeah. it drives me up the wall everyone here was just like getting a phone out to take a picture it's just like (laughs) I've put it away put it away put it away this is a different scenario because this isn't like the lights aren't down and you haven't you're not going to attract people behind you you haven't paid $120 to see the show do you know what I mean it's like yeah this is a social interaction thing we're here to have fun and talk to each other whereas you go to a theatre and the lights go down and you're supposed to sit and watch nicely until it finishes 
Don't take fucking pictures. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So speaking of this being like a social interaction, does anyone have any opinions on Percy or any questions about Percy? I've got quite a lot of wine to go. <laughs> yeah. We can do a lot of questions about Percy. You're meant to have your lunch break. <laughs> yeah, you can leave when you. Somebody, somebody ate my lunch before I got to it yesterday. So. Carry oh gosh. On. Carry on. Yeah. So oh, you have, you have like carbs. Great. General well Q and A's. We're still going to focus on Percy and his character. So yes, please. I'm um, just going back to like how you said there was like no Gryffindor trait. Yes. Um, I feel like like very loyal, like very chivalrous, like to Penelope <laughs> towards a raven. <laughs> to the one he was shagging. Like how like into like all the rules. It just seems like very loyal to like all the Gryffindor rules and like the common room and stuff like that. True. See, that was like kind of in there. But you could argue that for any of the houses. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's ambitious. It's like, is that loyal yeah. for his house or is that just what you do when you're He did in, always like, seem proud, proud of Gryffindor, very, though. I mean, like, he you loved watching Griffin. Quidditch and, like, cheering on oh Gryffindor. Oh, my God, he loses his shit. <laughs> he loves Quidditch. I wish we'd done that. I wish that we'd done that. That would have been so good moment in the film. Just, just you like, going, oh, my God! scenes we want to see when yeah. it gets made into a TV Let's show. Just film him doing that yeah. and green screen it, just crop it into every quid. Just absolutely like some, I don't know, <laughs> some kind of One Directioner, like <laughs> oh my God, oh my It's crumb! <laughs> oh if I could go back and play Percy now, it'd be very different. Very different, yeah. apparently. <laughs> I would love to see that. The director would be like, stop, stop, stop. Any other points about Percy? Topics you want us to discuss about Percy? You can just say, talk, talk about this. Uh, Cauldron Bottoms. There. Hi. Hi. I basically, what I was thinking is, um, going back to when you said he was like on the spectrum, I was thinking the autistic spectrum. The way he has a hyperactive mind. Well, he doesn't cope with it. He sticks his head in the sand and goes, "There's black and white." The ministry say it's not. He's not back. He's not back. He's not back. He's not back. He can't be it's back. It's easier. Yeah. Because it's. He shuts himself in his room and writes reports on cauldron bottom thicknesses. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It might be because rather than choosing not to believe, it's also it's always easier to not believe as well. And like if he's struggling with like that's going to be that is too much, so I'm going to not believe because it's it's easier. And in the end, he learns that wasn't the easier choice because then he ends up basically imprisoned in the Ministry of Magic, and yeah. that must have been bad when he was seeing all the horrible stuff going on. Because Percy isn't inherently a bad guy. Like he's he doesn't like seeing torture bad. and stuff. No, he's not bad. But that was the thing when he's then Aside working from when he said his jumper back to Molly which that that's the worst single most evil that thing that happens awful. in the entire series yeah yes. that was the worst but for everything else like I always think during book 7 when Percy's working at the ministry whilst all these atrocities are happening whilst Muggleborns are being captured you know being pulled screaming out the building yeah. that isn't Percy he's not that kind of evil at, in the slightest but he had to stand there and watch because at that point the ministry workers who are left are kind of trapped there like they can't yeah. really yeah. leave very yeah, easily but it does open up the whole argument I'm really sorry anyone that's been to any of our other chats I think I've brought up Nazis no. in every single one no but the, the idea of like Nazis are being complicit because the entire yeah. thing is just yeah. mirror, mirroring that and it's like you know with the Nazi officers who technically didn't do anything they're still we're just following orders yeah, exactly. well, yeah. I, yeah I always think Percy is quite a good 
an allegory for the Nazi youth groups who were kind of indoctrinated yeah. at a young age. I missed this bit yesterday. <laughs> we love talking about the Nazis. Yeah, stop. We're going to stop now. We're going to. It's the whole evil is done while good men do nothing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. No, it is. See that Nazi. That time we brought it up, it made sense. Every other time it has. Oh God. We we'll tell you the story. We brought it up way too much this weekend. Yeah. It's been a lot. Yeah. Every session. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oops. I mean, want to hear the joke? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know, do we? <laughs> there is no joke. Um, did you... <laughs> uh, what's your what do you think? What's your thing? No, stop. <laughs> it's her. It's just relevant. Okay. I mean, it is. It's an... Ob- it- concerned. <laughs> to tell my friends back in Munich. <laughs> Luna, oh, Love- Luna, Luna, Luna Lovegood's got a question. Yeah, please. Move the question on. <laughs> I think maybe Bruce uh, isn't that sure we all believe because he's a black and white thinker in the beginning and then he, he writes to Brown the letter. Yeah. Join. So maybe he was trying uh, in his own strange way to protect the family because you know oh. Julia had to come back in the end at the that's a really good point. Yeah. Because I know we all think Percy's a complete asshole for saying what he to did Ron. to Ron. Yeah, that I mean it, and it was awful, but you have a very good point, which is that Percy is black and white. Yeah. And the ministry are right and he's with the ministry. So he I mean, yeah. In actually, his own way, he was point. trying to protect. He was like, trying he, to help. Yeah, cuz yeah. he was trying to he was worried Ron was going to, you know, as he says in the letter basically go the same way as his father, which he believes is wrong. So in his own yeah. way, he's just trying to help Ron. Do you know what the when that the fifth is the fifth book that, isn't it? that is yeah, yeah, yeah when that book came out i had been booked to do a thing at the midlight release of the book okay. at a local bookshop where i used to live in norwich and they Boo. said stop sorry, <laughs> sorry. Uh, she lives in suffolk there's he used to live thing. in norwich there's a whole thing we there's a whole thing not us, no not no no yeah yeah um <laughs> But um, so, but they said, "Will you read a bit of the book when we do the midnight release?" Obviously, you can't see the book until midnight because it's un- under embargo and wrapped up in sellotape and everything. So at midnight, I got the first copy out of the box and I had to sit there and go, "There must be a Percy bit in here somewhere." Oh there my must god, you're spoiling yourself oh, though. That meant shit. <laughs> Obviously, that, this is the bit I have to read. So I read this, and literally the whole room was just like. <sighs> and then I spent months getting hate mail. Because this was back in the, obviously this was years ago. This was back in the days before Twitter and Facebook and when social media. When people used to take the time when, to when write people letters. actually wrote letters, and I used to get bundles of fan mail through the post, which was delightful. I kind of miss those days as much as I love I'll send Twitter you some. and stuff. Oh, thank you. Hate uh, letters. No, don't do that. But I got hate. I did get hate mail, and then this was the same time that the third film was coming out. And I said, to, and people were writing letters going, "Percy's such a horrible human. I can't believe he's done this. You're awful." Per- yeah, you're you, you specifically. Yes. You, seventeen-year-old, are the yes. worst. Um, and then, yeah, it was around the time that the Prisoner of Azkaban DVD had come out, so we had this big party and yeah. the big media thing, and blah blah blah. And Joe Rowling was there, and I. Just, I was having a small conversation. We sort of caught each other in passing, and I was having a quick chat with her. I said, "Look, Joe, not being funny, I'm getting hate mail <laughs> about Order of the Phoenix." And at the time, and I wish I'd understood what the hell she was talking about at the time. She just literally, almost in passing, because it was the end of a conversation, and somebody else was kind of going, "Joe, can I talk to Joe?" Over my shoulder, she just went, "Don't worry, he'll redeem himself one day," and walked off. <laughs> And I went, oh, really? And then, of course, seven, like, yeah, two weeks later, seven like, wow. years later, I was like, oh, oh, 
shit, I knew something. Yeah. I had a I, I, I had secrets. Yeah. I was sitting yeah. on so much information. I know. Mm. And Alan Rick thinking, how could you do this to me? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. She's a <laughs> never never question the mind of JK Rowling. No, no, don't, no, no don't. Has anyone else got any other points they want to talk about? Oh no. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Anyone yeah, else yeah, got yeah, any yeah. other points they want to talk about? Anyone? Hi. Yes. I know it's a bit off topic from the deep meaningful stuff, but if oh, Percy God went man. to the pub on a Friday night, what do you think he'd drink? Great, Great question. question. If Percy went to a pub on a Friday night. Specifically Percy. I thought you said a park on a Friday night. I was like... <laughs> pub water? I was like, this is a whole other scenario entirely. <laughs> um, yes. But George Michael ended up in prison. <laughs> Uh, and this is uh, why we advertise this is over 18 zone. Slash fiction time. <laughs> what would Percy go to a park for on a Friday night? Oliver's Wood. That's what he would. What would he drink down the pub? I think he would probably be. I don't know. He'd either be teetotal or he'd be probably like a gin and tonic kind of a Yeah, chap. no, I see that. I was thinking the exact same thing. Maybe it's because I'm drinking a gin and tonic. Yeah, no, yeah, but it's like, sort He of, seems like a gin and he's tonic. He's a gin and tonic type of man. He feels, it seems like quite a quintessentially English... Yes. Almost stand up. Drink. Almost, almost. And I mean, he's not Bertie Wooster esque, but he's of that. Like, if he'd be, he would be from the twenties, I think. Yeah. If he was from yes. the time period, he'd be from the twenties. Yes. Um, and I have a feeling a gin and tonic at five o'clock would be appropriate on a Friday night. Yes. But no other time. Only once on a Friday no, night. No, one drink. No midweek drinking. Gosh, for Percy. No. Goodness, no. Um, and maybe a fire whiskey on Christmas Day. Oh, I, I love that oh, hello. question. Hello, is that someone telling you to go to lunch? <laughs> yes, where are you? Where are you? Yes. You're meant to be in your next place. Uh, leave us. I don't um, I'm well, staying you got here. A bit, you're saying, yeah, yeah. I'm does anyone get any more questions whilst oh. he's got the wine? Yes. Did you ever go down into the world of personal fanfics? Oh, hell yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes, I've read them all. I've read a lot of them. We were talking about this last night, actually. Yeah, yeah we were, yeah. Um, you know what? I did just have an idea. So if for some bizarre reason we're invited back next year, why would they do another thing with you but read? Percy fic. Percy van. Percy fic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just gonna check what that message Percival was. Um, oh no, it's nothing important. It's uh, it's James Payton being rude. Oh, uh, who well, knew? That's just the that's 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 standard. James yeah. Payton. That's just how James yeah. Payton talks. Um, have I read Percy fic? Yes. Do you wish you hadn't? It's been a while, if I'm honest. Um, but there were some, there were some wonderful Percy Weasley, Oliver Wood ones. Um, I say wonderful, terrifying. <laughs> wonderful in the in the sense that I found them absolutely hilarious, and Sean Biggerstaff finds them just deeply disturbing and, <laughs> and really quite worrying. Um, <laughs> Which shows the difference between me and Sean, really. I'm yeah. like, yeah, yes, come on. Read it, do it. We <laughs> were talking last night about how we were trying to work out, well, do they even ever, like, share a, like, uh, do they have any lines? Do they have any interaction? They have no interaction No, not a single all. interaction, and it's one of, like, the but big realis- fan fiction tropes. But realistically, they do share a dormitory they do. for however many years. And Percy yeah. loves Quidditch. And Percy loves a Quidditch. He yeah, loves a Quidditch, loves Quidditch guy. Quidditch. <laughs> 
um, but also I was saying I was saying last night I did an event in France earlier this year which in its own way is a complete disaster because I got an inch and a half of snow in Wales and they cancelled all the flights out Wales and anyway I ended up on this there's a documentary about it on my YouTube channel <laughs> go and watch um, yeah, self plug do I know well done I thought I did quite well there um, but somebody gave me some fan art and it was Percy <laughs> it's, oh, it's so cute I will have to find a picture of it for you guys but please do there's a picture it's Percy lying on his front with like his legs sort of bent behind him and crossed reading a book and Oliver sat on Percy's bum basically like that but he's got muddy knees on his Quidditch shorts and I thought that is so dirty (laughs) like the subtext to that picture is not Oliver's come off his broom you know something else entirely when you're flying a room, you get muddy knees. So. Well, exactly. 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 But it's so sweet. Oh, um, so sweet. Yeah. People go into that much effort. I know. I did read a really disturbing Percy one once, but I don't. I hope it's still not on the internet because oh, I'm, I'm pre- It was Percy and Ginny, which no. was just no, 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 no. awful. Awful. Just like how Game of Thrones. Yeah, the twin test ones are terrible. Just awful. Yeah. Oh my god, this yeah. took another turn. It do- I know. There's some do- seriously concerning stuff out there. Yeah. Really, we, really. We drary stuff last night that was just. Oh no, I could get into drary. That's. <laughs> that's a perfectly acceptable <laughs> slash fiction. Yeah. Me and his to be able to fix this sudden like, oh, you're gonna shove a fist up. Oh my god. <laughs> What Lubius Maximus? Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, I'm, I'm literally staying here all day. This is, Please do. This is my place. I tried two children walked in earlier, and I just looked at her mum like, Please no, leave, leave now. You can go to any of the other talks with yeah. Chris, but we not this really one. Vegard is family Mark. friendly. Go downstairs and yeah. see Vegard. Yeah, we well. Vegard. Eighteen plus. We were like, oh, that's so harsh, and then we started to do it, and we were like, yeah, no fair. Yeah, yeah. no, it's fair. And yeah. also, I have to say, can I just say, as somebody who spends probably at least two weekends a month going to events and talking about Harry Potter, which I adore. Every single one of them is family friendly, so it's really nice. <laughs> really refreshing to have a grown up conversation. That is about the entire it. theme of our podcast a so grown up nice, conversation yeah. about Harry Potter yeah, in whatever really form that, that we can bring the I've tone spent, down I've spent 20 you. years talking about how, how is Quidditch done? Magic. Magic, I don't know, yeah. there's brooms. <laughs> so it's nice. Well, has anyone else got any questions to lower the tone? Any points they want to raise? Anything else? He's still got some wine to finish. He's pinned here until he finishes yeah. it. Cool. No, that's it. Great, Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you guys thank you so thank much you. for coming um, if you enjoyed this we do have cards up at the front if you want to for some bizarre reason give a listen to our podcast and please do um, and yeah aside from that thank you so much for coming and along. we have to stop now because an actual child has just walked in an actual child <laughs> an actual human child, uh, human child has hello, just walked child. in hello everything's been very friendly in here yeah. thank you all so much for coming can we have thank a round of applause for Chris please <laughs> Thank you for having me again. That's okay. Thank you for coming again. Can you, can you just come to all everything ever? Could we? Could, you, could you get us in it all of them? I, I can give it a go. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Put you in my rider. <laughs> oh! 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Goblet of Wine. To keep up with us in between episodes, you can find us on Twitter at Goblet of Wine Pod, on Instagram at Goblet of Wine Podcast, and on our website at www.gobletofwine.co.uk. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes or on Facebook. Thank you so much to our producer-level patron, Sandra, for her help supporting this podcast. If you'd like to support us, as well as gaining access to behind-the-scenes content and bonus episodes... Check out our Patreon on patreon.com slash Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.